Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. Perhaps you have heard an incredibly tragic story concerning the extended Kennedy family. And it's regarding a mother, Maeve Kennedy Townsend McKean, 40 years of age, and her 8-year-old son, Gideon. And they have apparently perished in the Chesapeake Bay near Annapolis, Maryland. Just the other day, Thursday afternoon, about 4 o'clock, this incident took place. Her husband, David, stated that the family had gathered at a home owned by Maeve's mother, Kathleen Kennedy Townsend, in Shadyside, Maryland. And, you know, there was a passel full of people. Children were playing. They were kicking a ball back and forth in a yard, obviously a backyard or side yard. And the ball went into the water of the Chesapeake Bay. And Maeve and her son, quote, popped into a canoe to chase it down. They just got further and further out and could not get back. An incredibly tragic story. And so I ask you to pray. Even though all hope may be lost, seemingly is lost, I ask you to pray for this woman, Maeve McCain, and her son, Gideon. Incredible conditions on the Chesapeake. A spokesman for the U.S. Coast Guard stated that the wind in that part of the bay was at 26 knots, about 30 miles per hour, the wind, with waves two to three feet high. I just cannot comprehend how this happened and how it was not (laughs) brought to a safe conclusion because canoes are just about as unstable a watercraft as you can have. How is it possible that a family with the wealth and the resources of the Kennedys and the extended family living on the Chesapeake Bay or having a home here, her mother's home on the Chesapeake Bay, how is it possible there would not be watercraft other than canoes, including Motorized watercraft, motorboats. How is that possible? I can't imagine. It's one thing for her and her son to get into a canoe if the water was mild, mannered, calm, and so forth. But if the water just a short distance offshore was experiencing two to three feet 
waves. Wind blowing 30 miles per hour. I cannot comprehend that this would have taken place in the first place. I just can't. And I can't imagine that there wouldn't have been any other adults nearby who couldn't recognize the danger of what was taking place and have hopped in a motorboat, a powerboat of some kind, a power launch, and gone to their rescue. I can't comprehend that. Can't imagine it. And I can't imagine the grief of the family. Not really, not adequately. I can, I know how I would react. I know what this would do to me. I know how devastating this would be to me. Different people react differently to things. Different people are impacted differently by things. But I know for myself, if this were my wife and child, I would never recover from it. That doesn't mean that I would be completely, utterly, totally incapacitated. But it does mean I would never love again. I would never marry again. I would never have any more children. But most men are not the same as me, okay? So I don't mean to say that that's a scenario here for somebody else. I just know for myself that I would be impacted that way. How do I know that? Well, I am going on 20 years following a personal tragic incident, and I haven't recovered from it. And anyway, so for myself, I can say absolutely authoritatively, I would be devastated for the rest of my life by this. I would work. Perhaps not gainfully, but I would work. And I would do this and that, but I would never be the same again. Kindly pray for Maeve and her son Gideon that they will miraculously turn up. They will be found safe. Search by the United States Coast Guard is supposed to be continuing, but it appears dire, to put it mildly. So pray for them. Something that took place a while back now, it's been a few weeks anyway. I've lost track a few weeks or several weeks, a tragedy that occurred. And it occurred in Canada. It occurred on the set of a TV series that was being produced, or a TV miniseries, or TV movie, whatever it was, on the set of the Warner Brothers CW series of Batwoman. Just an incredible incident. A production assistant for that program, for Batwoman, young woman named Amanda Smith. In her early 20s, I believe, 
Her age is eluding me, but believe that is the case. She was sitting with her back to offset. She was watching what was taking place on the set. Sitting there, observing, and an incredible thing happened. A boom lift was behind her. And she could not hear the sound of it over the sound of traffic. And I do not know if this was, if this accident took place due to operator error by the boom lift operator or if it was mechanical malfunction or what. But what took place was that the bucket on this boom lift fell precipitously and struck her on the head. She did not suffer, miraculously did not suffer brain damage or something like that. She did suffer a broken neck. And she was taken for emergency surgery, as you can imagine. It is not known whether she will recover the use of her body. She is currently paralyzed from the neck down, I believe. This young woman just waylaid by this horrendous, monstrous, tragic incident. Amanda Smith, so I recommend you pray for her that she will be restored. Incredibly and ironically, production on the set of Batwoman was brought to a screeching halt two days later. Because of the accident? No. No, not because of that but because of the spread of coronavirus. Would that that had been halted two days before, two and a half days before, whatever, and that this young woman would not have suffered this terrible calamity. But again, Amanda Smith. Meanwhile, The story that is, you know, sucking all of the oxygen out of every room. The coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic. Whether it be coronavirus, coronavirus, any other way you care to pronounce it. COVID-19. Well, deaths in the great state of New York have, by this hour, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, Friday, probably reached 3,000. Earlier today, the official number was 2,935. Going back to Tuesday, it was just over 1,500. On Monday, it was 1,000. But now, 
It is undoubtedly 3,000. Well, New York State is not alone, but New York State is being hammered, to say the least. Just truly horrendous. Meanwhile, across the United States of America, the death count or death toll had reached 6,700 last that I saw. But again, that was much earlier. And it was stated that just shy of 262,000 Americans across this great land had been diagnosed as having the coronavirus infection, COVID-19, and that every state across this great land, every state, including, I presume, Alaska and Hawaii. I didn't see anything about it specifying the continental United States. Every state except for Wyoming had reported deaths. But, meanwhile, the head honchos, the top experts, the big kahunas, they are, of course, daily calling for more in the way of preventive measures, social distancing. I wonder how far back we have to go in order for the vast majority of people to have no idea what social distancing is, what that means, what that's about. I don't think we would have to go that far back, but for that to be the case, perhaps I'm mistaken, but I don't think so. But they are calling for more aggressive social distancing. But... The president, meanwhile, he's calling for voluntary use of cloth masks. Meanwhile, across the ocean, the ocean along the eastern seaboard, the ocean off of Chesapeake Bay, going across the ocean, Not to England, not to UK, not even to France, nor to Portugal, but the nation adjacent to both of those, to Portugal and France, Spain. Spain, which is being savaged by this. And its death count, second only to Italy. In the departments, in France, the nation is divided up into departments. I'm certain that's not the correct pronunciation, but that is the term. Regions, if you will. Departments. We might liken to states here in the United States of America. But so too in Spain, they have these departments. And in the department of Catalonia, 
which is in the northeast portion of Spain. Barcelona is its capital. There are new directives. And they instruct emergency teams, health care workers, to cease and desist use of ventilators for persons that are 80 years of age and older that are infected with this COVID-19. They also are recommending that persons that are extremely ill, gravely ill, extremely ill, very ill, and that are expected to perish, that they be allowed, permitted, encouraged, whatever, to die at home, facilitated to die at home rather than to be under care in hospitals. One member of the Catalan Parliament Alphonse Lopez Tenya, he stated in a tweet, oh, Twitter, isn't it grand? Catalonia's government decides to let die coronavirus patients who have less years to live and recommends no admissions to hospitals of patients with little benefit. That is, with those expected to benefit little from this. Meanwhile, the older people, senior citizens, so-called, elders is the historical term and the biblical term, elders, and those people who have pre-existing health conditions, health challenges, if you will, that they will only be administered morphine. That's right, to reduce their suffering, but there will be no further care than that. In order to avoid the following, quote, futility of health care, end quote. Remarkable, this proactive, you could say, right? Proactive, yes, rationing of health care. Now, this so-called euthanasia, end-of-life euthanasia, with the doctors, the medical professionals deciding when is the end of life, it is legalized in many countries in Europe. But it is not legal in Spain, which is a very heavily Roman Catholic country. But one medical man, Dr. Alex Ramos, or Ramos, he said that he was absolutely shocked by these directives. 
He stated the following, quote, it seems to us that age is not a sufficient criterion to deny assistance. If other measures have not been previously tried to avoid saturation of hospitals, such as asking for help from other hospitals or the government, end quote. Age is not, or should not be, a sufficient criterion to refuse treatment. But you see, when you have completely socialized medicine or government-controlled medicine, this is what you can have and do have, will have and do have. So with this kind of directive going forth, there will be no instances like those that I referred to the other day. This 104-year-old American World War II veteran who recovered in a Veterans Administration home. Cured, healed. No possibility of that in this circumstance except for miraculous healing, something like that. Meanwhile, in a nation not so far away, one that they are number two to, if you will, Spain at number two for fatalities, Italy number one. Italy, of course, the home turf of the Roman Catholic organization. Church. Italy currently is number two to the United States of America for overall number of cases, total cases of infection, but number one for fatalities. More than 13,000 Italians had lost their lives due to the virus. Last I saw, that number could easily be 14,000 now. But... It is thought by some in Italy that they have reached the apex. They have virtually turned the corner. They have reached equilibrium and the worst is behind them. According to some, thought by some. As it was stated by a Lorenzo Cassani, quote, yes, we flattened the curve. We are seeing some hope, some light. But the tunnel is very, very long, end quote. One thing I did not understand in what I have seen what I've read is reference to a magic number, so-called, pertaining to 
monitoring the number of cases of infection, so forth. And it said that this number, that it is the percentage increase in total cases compared to the total cases the day before. And that when the percentage increase reaches 0%, no increase, that there are no more new cases. I don't understand that. You might say, well, Brad, you are just slow, (laughs) all right? (laughs) But what about the following scenario? Let's just use very small, round numbers. Let's say that there are 100 total cases. You know, instead of 110,000, let's say it's 100 total cases yesterday. And it's 100 total cases today. But there were 10 new cases overnight that were reported this morning. And there were 10 patients from yesterday that have been declared healed. We would still have 100. We would have 0% increase, but there would be 10 new cases. So I don't understand how they come out with this, that if if that increase is flat, is zero, then that proves no new cases. I don't see that. But again, maybe I'm just, you know, missing it. I probably am. But in any case, that's in Italy. Dear old Italy. Oh, Italy, such good news from Italy. And yet, Italy still has the greatest number of fatalities by far. I mentioned United States of America earlier today was below 7,000. Italy is undoubtedly at 14,000, double that. So... You should temper that news, you know, questionable as far as how good that news is. Before I continue, let me just say this. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. And whatever is right and true and good in these programs is thanks to God Almighty and His Holy Son, Jesus Christ. Whatever is lacking, erring, deficient, that is on me. That is due to me. That is my fault. Meanwhile, I've alluded to this before, that the president, Donald Trump Sr., the Donald, he has stated more than once, repeatedly apparently, that this coronavirus, coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic was an unforeseen problem. Remember, going back to when he made the statement that he did declaring a national emergency. I'm just paraphrasing now, but he said something to the effect that nobody knew, just What was it, days ago or weeks ago? I think it was weeks ago. Nobody knew that there would be this kind of an emergency. 
Words to that effect. That was the gist of what he said. And the time, the dateline that he went back to as far as for when nobody knew was, yes, before the WHO, the World Health Organization, declared it to be a pandemic. But well after it was clear that it should have been declared a pandemic. But curiously enough, going back to one year ago, April 2019, sometime in April, there was something that was referred to as Biodefense Summit. And a couple of the attendees were none other than Alex Azar, the Health and Human Services Secretary, and Tim Morrison, who at that time was a special assistant to President Trump and a senior director for weapons of mass destruction and biodefense on the National Security Council. So two heavy hitters, two fairly well-positioned leaders in the administration. One year ago, they attended this and they were (laughs) attendees of importance. And they made some statements. I'm just going to quote Azar, Alex Azar, HHS secretary. He said, quote, Of course, the thing that people ask, what keeps you most up at night in the biodefense world? His response? Pandemic flu, of course. I think everyone in this room probably shares that concern, end quote. Everyone in this room, everyone at the Biodefense Summit in April 2019, one year ago, he said, I think everyone In this room, everyone at that summit probably shares that concern. The number one thing that concerned him. Pandemic flu, not a dirty bomb. Not dozens of dirty bombs being exploded. Not ricin attacks but pandemic flu extraordinary a full year ago or more perhaps weeks more Alex Azar but again President Trump this is totally unforeseen nobody nobody envisioned anything like this different perspectives Alex Azor. Azar, pardon, and Tim Morrison, they report to the president, (laughs) but they have a different perspective. 
These are men who serve at the president's pleasure. They serve the president. Hard to imagine that the president wouldn't be privy to their concerns. Meanwhile, in Brooklyn, you probably, you undoubtedly have already seen about this, heard about this, but I thought it was worth commenting on, and that is on Mario Salerno or Salerno. He is a landlord in Brooklyn and not a poor one, you know, in terms of poverty and riches and what have you. No, I'd say he's doing fairly well. He owns 18 residential buildings in the borough of Brooklyn. Now, I don't know how big his... (laughs) His payments on them are, his mortgages and so forth, but 80 apartments, 80 apartments in 18 buildings, and he's done a remarkable thing, and he posted all of his buildings with the following message, due to the recent pandemic of coronavirus COVID-19 affecting all of us. Please note, I am waiving rent for the month of April 2020. Stay safe, help your neighbors, and wash your hands. Thank you, Mario. A remarkable thing and a wonderful gesture. He stated that my concern is everyone's health and that he wanted to alleviate stress for his renters, whether they were still employed, whether they were working from home, and of course, unemployed and so forth. He wanted to alleviate their stress. And what an excellent way to do it. I would just follow that by saying this. I can't help but think that a great many of them will be expecting him to continue this for subsequent months. You know the old adage about no good turn being (laughs) unpunished. But speaking of punishing effects of this pandemic. Hobby Lobby. The Hobby Lobby craft stores, home stores, they're all being shut down across this nation. And all employees or next to all employees being furloughed without pay. And you might say, well, that's a terrible thing. How terrible of them. Well, Hobby Lobby is doing this so that they can try to survive. So that when the worst of this is passed, and all of that social distancing is diminished, that 
they may still have a company. They may still have stores they can open the doors of and do business. This pandemic, call it whatever you will, but it and all of the measures being taken to stop it are having absolutely devastating effects on businesses. One very well-known, famous expert on business who has been in the media eye for ages. He said a week ago or so, that depending on how long this drags out, that he fears that the only retail companies still in existence after the dust settles will be those giants with their giant online presence, namely Amazon, Walmart, and Costco. He fears that this nation, the entire United States of America, may very, very well be reduced to three retailers. And as he said, and I'm paraphrasing, that would be a terrible thing for the United States of America and must not be allowed to happen. Well... It's well on its way to happening. And I've seen other reports concerning expected wholesale shutdowns of businesses that are anticipated to come soon. But speaking with regard to halting something, you know, stopping the operation of these stores, going across the world to Putin's Russian regime, Vladimir Putin's Russian Federation that he is president for life of. De facto president for life, dictator for life. In Russia, all flights, all airline flights suspended beginning at Midnight Moscow time on April 3rd. All flights (laughs) in and out of Russia stopped. But you see, in nations like that, oh, but wait a minute, Russia is a democracy, isn't it? No, it is not. But in nations like that, In communist regimes, in totalitarian regimes, in fascist regimes, the measures they can take know no ends. You know, they really, they can do whatever they want, those who are in power. And the regimes, regardless of the picture that is painted for people in other parts of the world, The regimes 
are the de facto owners of the businesses, of the capitalist ventures in their countries. So, these things can be done. There are people here in the United States of America whose idea of government is that that's the way it should be here. And even if we don't have the same form of government as a communist China currently, or communist Venezuela, communist Cuba, communist North Korea, or Vietnam, or Laos or Burma, Myanmar, something like that, that lo and behold, the government should still be able to act the same as they do when need calls for it. Well, in point of fact, this nation's government can and does at times act very much the same. But a great many people, a great many citizens of the nation do not accept that as tolerable, as justifiable, and so forth. Hence, we have, you know, conflict. But Perhaps you recall the various State of the Union addresses delivered by the President of the United States and the other addresses in which he has extolled the virtues, the virtues of Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un, the communist dictator of North Korea, satellite slave state, of communist China and former communist Soviet Union, now Russian Federation. President Trump has spoken glowingly concerning Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un. And he has been BFFs with him. Oh, and has called him a great leader who loves his country, who loves his people, And on and on. Absolutely unconscionable. Now, you might say, well, wait a minute. Okay, so those things aren't true. Those things that he says about Kim Jong-un, those aren't true. But there's a reason for it. You're just not understanding why he's saying what he's saying. Or my take on that is, (laughs) pardon me, Brad, you don't understand why he's lying. Yes, he's lying, but so what? It's in a good cause, right? He's doing that to pull the wool over the eyes of this vicious little dictator. To beat him in his own game, to charm him, to flatter him, to manipulate him, to persuade him, to sway him, to cause him to do this, that, and the other, and give up nuclear weapon ambitions and everything else. 
So it's all in a good cause. Yes, it's dishonest. Yes, it's deceitful. So what? Well, a former president, one whom some people have incredibly foolishly likened Donald Trump to. And they likened Donald Trump to him back when Trump was first running for president. And they still liken Donald Trump to him. None other than Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan did exactly the opposite, the diametric opposite. He spoke the truth concerning the Soviet Union and its regime and frankly understated it. When these messages are made, these false messages these deceitful, lying, foolish, utterly, horrendously untrue messages are made. Lies and damnable lies. Do you imagine that they encourage the hearts, the spirits of North Koreans suffering under this monstrous totalitarian communist regime? Do you really? Exactly the opposite. Totally dishearten them. Take away all hope from them. And instead of weakening Kim Jong-un, you lift him up. You embolden him. You legitimize him. Well, a North Korean... Organization, if you will, that does not operate the way of the President of the United States of America, this go round, or the previous President, or the President before that, or the President before that, all the way back to Nixon, including Nixon, beginning, beginning with Nixon, but in a manner of speaking, this organization, and I'm undoubtedly mispronouncing it, but I'm pronouncing it the way it looks to me. It's free Josian or Yosian or something like that. Free Josian. It has been based in Southern California. I don't know where it is now, whether it's still in SoCal or not. Free Josian. And what this organization is about and has been about for a decade now is trying to bring about the end of the regime, the communist, bloody communist regime of the Kim family, the Kim family dynasty. But they do not use violence. They do not use weapons of war. Instead, they have used persuasion. They have attempted to bring about defections of North Korean officials and others. They've organized escapes, even from North Korean embassies. They have also managed to get their hands on government documents 
of the Kim regime, the evil Kim regime. And remarkably, they rescued the family of Kim Jong-un's exiled half-brother after Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un, had him assassinated in 2017. They rescued his family. But what kind of response are they getting from that great man who greatly loves his country, greatly loves the people of his country? Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un, has repeatedly sent assassins to the United States of America and other parts of the world to assassinate those who serve with Free Jion or Josia. First and foremost, its founder, Adrian Hong. Educated at Yale, who was previously a human rights activist. That's right, sending assassins to cut him down and those who, with him, attempt to rescue people from the clutches of this regime and to bring about its demise and to free the people of North Korea. Not all that different from Vladimir Putin dispatching his assassins to free nations around the world, like the UK, like Britain, to assassinate those who have spoken powerfully against Putin. But Kim Jong-un, he's... He's a buddy of the president, Vladimir Putin, too. But speaking of these wonderful nations in the orbit of Putin's Russian dictatorship, in addition to North Korea and, of course, communist China, there is Iran, Islamist Iran, and an outstanding American man, Robert Levinson, went to that land many years ago and was never heard from again. Well, according to the United Nations, pertaining to his disappearance in 2007, quote, the government reported that according to the last statement of Tehran's Justice Department, Mr. Robert Allen Levinson has an ongoing case in the public prosecution and revolutionary court of Tehran, end quote. That despite the fact that Iran has continuously, absolutely, utterly denied knowing anything about him. It is feared now that he has died. I'll have more to say about him in the next program or the program after that. Meanwhile, Venezuela, another one in that orbit of Putin's, 
Interestingly enough, a Venezuelan naval boat. Yes, one of its <laughs> members of its navy. It rammed, it repeatedly rammed a German-owned cruise liner that was in international waters. And what was the result of that? The Venezuelan naval vessel sunk. <laughs> Incredible. But, oh, these, these wonderful, wonderful communist regimes and totalitarian regimes. We need to see them for what they are. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now if we choose to. Thank you. At Giant Eagle, you may have spotted the stacker. With uncanny MyPerks ability, she stacks up the perks to choose either dollars off or up to 20% off her entire grocery bill. The stacker, stacking up huge savings with MyPerks. Find your MyPersonality and transform your shopping into free gas and groceries. Full details at GiantEagle.com slash MyPerks. Perks cannot be earned or redeemed on select items. Restrictions apply.